and welcome to the midweek bounce for what coming back for one night only one night only the first time we've recorded in such a long time it's been ages um but we are back and we uh, one night only is what i'm one night only i'm led to believe brian hi brian hi christopher how are you i'm okay brian how are you friend i'm good i'm good um i had a one night spare in my calendar and I thought what what better way to spend it um it's 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 just one night so yeah one yeah. one night only one night only uh what was the name of truckosaurus bowed hi bowed hi how you doing <laughs> hey, well. quite a, a, a delayed hello there um you weren't paying attention so how about- I was paying attention to something else that's you know Very- different very important uh about uh, we've had uh, lots of requests to find out about your health after your almost on-air death last time we recorded the midweek <laughs> bounce jesus <laughs> fucking hell how, how are you are you feeling better yeah i mean that's a word better yeah <laughs> uh, no i've improved i've improved i've still got the cough i've still got the the sore rib but i'm uh, i'm oh, on the journey improved then because that's the exact same symptoms as the last time. <laughs> I'll get less of a cough and slightly less painful rips. <laughs> He's not putting right. it on either. I mean, it literally is. It, you know, it's just, you don't look great, I'll be honest. It's the Grim Reaper behind him that's sort of throwing <laughs> me a wee bit. Um, Brian, you're wearing an American football top. What American football top is it? This is the Houston Texans. It's an old JJ Watt top. Um, who's JJ Watt. JJ, my guy, yeah. my hero, and the left. So yeah, don't JJ. make him like JJ anymore. That's a fact. Famous <laughs> JJ is cool. Uh, JJ or Kocha? Yeah, that's the only one I was. JJ Joseph Juranovic. JJ, yeah. Oh, well done. Uh, and uh, that Daftian from across the road. Danish boy, Johansson. Oh, oh, yuck. Um, JJ Dillon, famously the manager for the uh, Four Horsemen. Uh, Rick Flair's um, stable. Stable is the word I was looking for. Um, Brian, uh, how how are you? I know about half half fucking dead, not that. But um, how are you? How, how's it going with you? How's the coaching yeah. thing? Uh, I good, good. Um, bit of a disappointing result at the weekend. We lost some penalties in the semi final. Um, <laughs> but the week before that, I uh, beat the team at the top of the table to go top of the table. So that was that was quite pleasant. Did you say top of the table in like a French accent? Top of the table. Yeah, je suis top early table. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> but Bout actually had to mute. <laughs> he's actually had to mute his microphone because he's coughing so badly. Um, but to be fair, he's coughing in a French accent, so that's... <laughs> well, kind of was. More of <laughs> Bout, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a coffee, a water, and a, a glass of oat milk. Oh, very um, Mediterranean, very fancy. Brian, what are you drinking yourself? Uh, water. Good. Uh, juice we water. Uh, Celtic of... Alapicine? Is that that's swimming or something? Uh, Celtic have signed Alistair Johnson. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Uh, I think it's decent. Um, I like the fact that it, it went pretty quickly because um, I thought it was going to be one of these ones, but it was just... All the links were there. He was saying all the right things, and then I just didn't expect it to actually happen because he had a reasonably decent World Cup. But um, no, I'm looking forward to it. I do think, obviously, that's probably um, the opportunity 
for the club to to sort of cash in and and uh, JJ. Um, but that's you know that's what we should be doing. I think Ange sort of laid laid the ground on that a few weeks ago by saying, look, we should be prepared for some of your your favourites to move on. So I like that. You know, it's probably I can't remember the fee, but I think it's it's more than what we paid for Juranovic. So is that probably a wee bit off where we want it to be? But you know, spending and uh, sorry selling a player and then spending a bit bigger on these on his replacement. Uh, Barry, what about yourself? Do you like Canadian? Uh, your favourite Canadian player outside of Alistair Johnson? Uh, your wee cousin. <laughs> You're one of them. Yeah, both, <laughs> both very good, to be fair. Uh, what do you think of the signing? I'm just delighted that uh, we've got him in before Juranovic goes and then waiting six months to bring in a replacement for him. So, um, aye, we'll see, we'll see how he works out, but looks all right. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I remember really about Canadian football is, is when we signed Pierce Oliveri. Pierce Oliveri was I. Oh, did we sign him from a Canadian team? We signed him from Vancouver Whitecaps, oh. and that was my sort of introduction to the fact that Canada had football teams. Uh, I don't know how Pierce Oliveri ended up in Canada, but yeah, that's a uh, bit, bit of nostalgic. Do you, do you know that uh, Peter Beardsley played for, I don't know if it was the Vancouver Whitecaps, but he before he went to Liverpool, he was um, in Canada as well. He made an early move to Canada in the 70s, which is kind of weird. But yeah. oh, What about the talent, Canada? Yeah, I went on Instagram today for the first time in years. and uh, I'll, You went post-staffed is what you did. I, I was just on Instagram two seconds ago. Uh, All yeah. it was was just you posting shit. <laughs> And me of last Maple year, I had a trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it was literally like, I went to Italy in July. Here's some pictures. Uh, I got a message from, weirdly, Bowdy just mentioned him, uh, my wee cousin in Canada. And it was uh, a picture of Alistair Johnston. And he said, <laughs> this guy was in my girlfriend's high school class. I thought he was going to say DMs and I was getting a little bit... Uh, <laughs> Straight off the bat, bat, not ideal. But there you go, yeah. So my wee cousin kind of kind of knows Alison Jones well. His girlfriend does. Um, right, uh, I just thought, he, what was that one? Um, did she go to the grassy junior high? Uh, probably too early for us. A sweet Valley High, I know about that. But I know the grassy junior high was like, yeah, that was a Canadian high school. I mean, I, I know the name, but I, know, I think it was just a little bit before my time. Right? Joe theme tune. Um, we, we, Let's put it to the viewers and chat about it in the discord and <laughs> the fuels very good discord don't fucking get me started in the discord uh okay so um i've got a question an opening question for you uh and it's in various segments and i hope you've taken this seriously because it's very important um with beal ball- show with the questions by the way with beal ball close to being unveiled what would brian ball and bowed ball look like uh, so I'm looking for the first thing I'm looking for from you is a written statement of intent, which I don't. Need. Brian asked what that was earlier, and I don't really know to be honest. So just whatever you've done, Bowd, we'll start with you. Your written statement of intent. Uh, Irish men and Irish women, in the name of God and of the dead generations from which she receives her old tradition of nationhood, Ireland through us summons our children. To her flag and strikes for her free. I mean, it's just really the proclamation. Um, <laughs> it's quite long. Irish Republic. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read it all. But that's that's my statement of intent. Uh, hey, fucking, I'm in. Sign me up to Bowdball, Frankly, and um, Brian, what's your uh, 
uh, written statement of intent? Uh, I wasn't low. I was angry. I was disappointed. I was questioning myself because it wasn't acceptable, not for the club, not for the supporters, but more importantly, not for me. I just thought to myself, this is the best you can do with this group of players and you might have to let someone else come in and pick it up. When we're 3-0 down, I thought, do I hand in my wrist? I'm just reading the back of Neil Lennon's book because I never actually, I never wrote anything down and then Bowdy just goes and writes stuff. Again, no, that was the, the proclamation of the, the Irish Republic after the Easter Rising. That was I mean, you, you, had, you had a thing. Like, I genuinely thought that was a noise up that. Do you know it's funny? Though, statement of intent. Brian, I saw you kind of lean away from the camera and I thought, what's yeah. he doing? <laughs> Why do you have Neil Lennon's book so close to where well, see, you I sleep? Up, my, my setup here um, is like a bookshelf and I have loads of random <laughs> books. So uh, I also, I, I did first pick up Please Don't Go Big John's Journey Back to Life by John Hartson, but actually it's just a picture of him on the back of it, so there's no really words on it. Um, how, how, is, so, yeah. how is his um, autobiography? Uh, I don't think I've read it. I don't I've read it. <laughs> it's more of a shelf, shelf filler. It's one of the ones you get, people probably think you're going to like it. I'm like, uh, I'll, this I'll, this I'll, Brian's I'll an intellectual. <laughs> He's got the John Hartson uh, autobiography. Have you read the Neil Lennon one? No. Don't really read books. <laughs> I was going to say, if you, you read any book, I have I have a shelf with books on it. Um, try to see what else we've got here. Ah, <laughs> oh, some good stuff. Is uh, how to cure a cough? <laughs> send that you. Send that you, Bill. Bowd. Bill. Bowd. Bowd. Have you ever read a book? Um, I hunters. Um, two. Um. John Hartson's autobiography, Neil Lennon's. <laughs> yep, those two. Um, have you read, the have you... Karma Sutra. Um, <laughs> You've got the pop-up version of that, haven't you? <laughs> well, but it's, it's quite handy with all the... <laughs> <laughs> you've, just done a, you've just done a hand gesture that was pretty glorious. It's, I'm the glad... listeners can... Can imagine. You they can, can use your, yeah. like a book. You know, it's not all fact. Do you know what we've not done for a while? We haven't given away a prize. <laughs> we don't. I'll give one of these away as a prize. <laughs> okay, um, well, you have to you have to come up with a right. Okay, so the a first statement of intent. <laughs> the first midweek bounce. The first the first midweek. But okay, this is serious, right? The first midweek bounce. Are, are you want to actually give the book away? Aye, but they have to pay for their own postage because <laughs> no, right, no I'll, I'll do. It. I'll stick it in the post. <laughs> okay, the first midweek bounce uh, competition prize. Okay, so the the prize is Brian. Uh, what is this? Neil Lennon, a champion story. Uh, what we want you to do is we want you to come up with a written statement. Written. I just need to make sure I haven't like coloured anything in on it. No, we're all good. We're all good. Uh, if 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 you want Neil Lennon, Neil Lennon's autobiography, email editor at thecynic dot co with your written statement of intent of the ball which you would play. So it's usually your name, blogs ball, blogs ball. It, you, we've got Chris Bowd's balls. We got sorry, Chris Bowd ball. We get Brian ball. I would be Gal ball. Whatever your ball is, uh, editor at the editor at the Just let us know uh, what your written statement of intent would be. Okay, second part of uh, uh, Brian Brian Ball. Uh, what would the uniform be for the staff and fans? Because you know the staff and fans. It, does that happen? 
<laughs> like staff and fans have the same uniform. Do, did you not see that? Did we not talk about this last week? About or the week before, where Michael Beale bringing back the suits. He's bringing oh, back the, the suits, suit, right? Right. And then with you, with you, with you, yeah. And then the fan, someone tweeted about the fans should <laughs> wear suits. <laughs> so, That's like, so typical. Man. So, if so you, if, I think it would be quite simple in a style. I think. Um, and what I'm going for is I'm kind of ripping off the Escape to Victory kit, okay. the Allies kit, and Escape to Victory. But instead of the red and blue, that's obviously at the at the window. I'm going for a, a green and gold trim. So white top with green and gold trim, there's kind of down the down the side. That's 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 great. How would you would you be a, a suit guy on the touchline? Would you be a tracksuit guy? Tracksuit, tracksuits all day long. Beautiful, Bowd. What have you got? Uh, I've taken Brian's simple in its style idea and kind of went with that. It's a black hat, broad brims, <laughs> ribbons. <laughs> Uh, trench coat, you know, an old trench coat of some sort. Breeches, uh, a Sam Brown belt with a big buckle, uh, and maybe a holster. Um, I still don't. Looking at this, I was like, I don't know what breeches really are, <laughs> and I thought I'll Google it before I come on, just think it, and I could make that joke, and then I'll really know that. I still don't know. I spent five minutes. I don't know the difference between breeches and trousers. So, you, I mean, you had the the Google results in front of you and you still yep. couldn't figure it out. I had images. I had text that I was reading to explain it. I still don't see how they'll know just trousers. Uh, but that's what we're wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, the holster, the holster's been empty for a while, but probably not for long as well. Um, logo slash badge, Chris Bowd. <laughs> just, uh, that's three I letters. I it's had... going to be three letters with a circle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, mine's is going to be Coco Beware and <laughs> um, possibly head button a ball <laughs> with Frankie the parrot in the back. The, the professional wrestler uh, Coco Beware head butting a ball uh, with uh, yeah, terrific. Big fan of that. Love it, um, Brian. So I'm going for a dragon, <laughs> like a big green dragon with a shamrock on it, on like holding a ball. But and behind it, so like fire and stuff, oh. just like yeah, quite cool, powerful imagery. I think normally a green dragon would spew poison, but you get fire. Fire, yeah, all about the fire. Why would a green dragon normally spew poison? Because different color dragons will have different breath attacks. I, I mean, you're you're talking about it like there's legitimacy. Obviously, yeah, like an ice dragon or oh uh, yeah, fire I, dragon or yeah, yeah, again, so, actually, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um. Brian, what would the team nickname be? Uh, I went for the unit. That's what I used to, <laughs> used to be called. <laughs> because they move as a unit and they're all in sync, that's what I'm going for, yeah. And your team are all units. Absolute units, yeah. Martin O'Neill style. But is yours going to be yep. the, the coughs? <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your, what's your nickname? Team nickname? It's the Bowed Bags. <laughs> the Bowed Bags! <laughs> The unit versus the bowed bags. Superb. Love it. Uh, style of play. Would you be attacking? Would you be defensive? Would you be uh, pragmatic? Bowdy, what, what, would you, what style of play would your team, the bowed bags, play? It's everything, mate. Um, there are no positions. There are no <laughs> defenders, midfielders, strikers. They are all all just players. All swapping about. Like fives, even the keeper's getting involved. He's in and out. People are changing the keeper, swapping gloves over, which gives you a little disadvantage. But the opposition are so confused. You don't know what's going on. 
um, that aye, we win all the time. Constant change. No mercy to the undead. Obviously, just hacking the Jesus, hacking the bejesus out of the the other side of the city. That's the other tactical note for the team. Not generally, <laughs> you know, we're not hatchet men, but against certain teams, we so, will break legs. So when um, <laughs> when someone is like getting a post match or pre match interview, and your team are playing, and the interviewer says, "What position are you comfortable with?" The guy just kind of moves his hands round in circles. Yeah, you're doing wax on wax off there, but that's pretty accurate. Uh, Brian, what about yourself, style of play? Finally, I've got an opportunity, something I've been banging on about probably since we started the Cynic. Five forwards. I'm actually going to have five forwards. All that attack. I've already asked UEFA for special dispensation just to play a backy. Um, So, kind of somewhat about where, yeah, it's just whoever's closest to the goal gets to save it with their hands. Um, and five forwards, probably three at the back, two in the middle, all at attack. Don't care how many we lose. Um, <laughs> you don't care. We've not no got a goalie. Um, so yeah, just just score more than the, the other mob. You're going for the Christian Wolf goals don't really fucking matter in football's uh, way of thinking. Um, who cares? Just Absolutely, yeah. Have a nice time. Uh, can I ask you a serious question, Brian? <laughs> okay. Spoil the mood, why don't you? Uh what is the hardest position to coach? Substitute. Because uh, you, if they feel like they're all down and you need to motivate them and say, look, you're part of the squad, don't worry, you're going to get your opportunity. No, they're not, though, are they? Nah, they're wanks, <laughs> that's why we're all playing. <laughs> nah, they're not. <laughs> Both, can I ask you a serious question? You can try. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to attempt. Uh, okay, that was great. That was um, the, the opening question. Uh Bowed Ball and Brian Ball, uh, the unit versus the Bowed Bags. I uh, can't wait for that. There's, there are no positions. Uh, it sounds like it would be really interesting to watch, shall we say. Um, it would be entertaining. Uh, we are recording on at 6.30 on Tuesday. The podcast itself is going out on Wednesday. Uh, did you see the Spain game, Brian? Uh, caught the last, the second half of extra time and the penalties. Um and uh, the penalties were incredible. Um, uh, just it's kind of why you love football, where you're kind of rooting for the underdog, but you're also thinking like Spain probably deserves something to to, to go forward. Um, but the Morocco goalkeeper was what well, I say. I mean, he was obviously saved. I think three penalties, uh, but the penalties were pretty poor. Um, even Sergio Biscuits, who Biscuits, Finn keeps calling him Sergio Biscuits, and I'm saying that now as well. Um, I, I was sure, I thought he was going to tuck it away, no problem, but. Yeah, it was a bit lackadaisical from him. But did, great to see uh, an underdog go through. Did you watch the whole game, bits of the game, any of the game? Aye, no, I caught most of the game. Obviously, some of it was spent doing prep for this, yeah. uh, as you can see from my detailed and <laughs> in-depth answers. Uh, but aye, it was great. I'd love to see Morocco go through. The only thing is, England already had a very relatively weak side of that that bracket. So we now we really need France to step up and just get them smashed. Um, I hate Morocco after you, uh, France night. <clears throat> I wanted them to get gubbed. So fuck them. Um, uh, imagine. Sorry, I was going to say, imagine bringing on a sub to take a penalty and then missing. <laughs> the penalties, Gosh. the penalties have been like throughout the tournament. I think there's been at least I, the last I heard, and it was maybe the last round of games. So it wasn't even the last sixteen. There was what five missed penalties. There's just been so many terrible penalties. Uh, <laughs> Brian, can you can you actually practice a penalty? Like, does it matter 
if you've got the technique down, is it more about the pressure? You can't really recreate that, they always say. You can. I mean, that's the thing where you've got... Busquets is probably one of the calmest players in the world. And, um, yeah, he collapsed as well. So, yeah, obviously Lewandowski, who I think... Well, he missed one and then missed his second one and obviously an opportunity to retake it. So, um, Messi, missed players, the, Messi missed as well, didn't he? Messi, yeah. So, obviously, like the, the best players in the world are missing penalties. Um, and I heard the commentator saying something like Luis Enrique had told the, the squad to be practising penalties before they even got to uh, Qatar. Um, yeah, I think it all comes down to, to just what happens in that in that moment. Yeah, aye. Boud, what's your, what's your, what's your favourite penalty miss? Um, uh-huh. All the Rangers ones. <laughs> Ramsey, last <laughs> season. Aye. aye. Although England have got quite a few good ones, but yeah. aye, Ramsey last season, probably just because the amount of money spent to bring him in to make the difference. And he does make the difference. He does. I've seen him, have you watched any clips of the Rangers, Rangers AGM today? Uh, yes. I I was um, kind of, this morning, um, Claire had to, she was recording something, so I was just sitting, uh, having a cup of coffee in the kitchen, and I was looking through it. And you know how you see something on social media and you just assume it's a bam up. Like you're like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> this. But someone was one of the Rangers bloggers was live tweeting the questions, and one of them was like, "Me and my granddaughter could not sit together at Hamden. How is this allowed? How is how can we sit together?" Literally, one of the questions was about whoever asked the question not sitting together at Hamden. It's insane. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to pull some up, Brian. You keep talking. Oh, there's one of him. The guy's asking if Jimmy Bell can get put in their Hall of Fame. <laughs> After after he's got a statue built outside the main stand, um, just like I'm a bronze, wa- bronze washing machine. I'm all the hell of fame. Am I right? <laughs> Very You're good. right. Very good. Um, Ross, is it what's his name? Ross Wilson, the wee, the wee gnome looking guy. Oh, aye. He was getting it tight. Um, and <laughs> rightly so, to be fair. One of the guys I watched, um, I told him a new one and he just kind of sat. Um, the John Suter question was good. What who, was what was who, the John uh, What was the John Suter question? The boy the boy says something like, "Who who sanctioned a move for a Hearts defender that's missed forty four games in two seasons with oh, injury?" Um, so I it was stuff like that. So some of them, I mean, it's like going back to the the old days of the mind they had one out in the pitch with the, the marquee and all that. And things are just falling over and fucking right, man. I uh, love our Angels AGM. It's brilliant. Somebody yeah. asked about the. The Liverpool memorial picture that they were selling on the website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw someone ask about like a uh, uh, like why were the tickets so expensive? And literally, the, the response was what the response was: "You idiots are going to buy them. So <laughs> if you idiots are going to buy them, we're going to sell them." And then he, he did the he did the finger thing. So <laughs> right in their face. Uh, I think they they put out at the highest price UEFA would allow before the group had even been drawn. Fucking like it's, it's, uh, but like you say, they're, they're there. That's they're easy to fleece, and obviously we've got my side hustle and make a wee bit of money off them. So um, that's good. Yeah. Um, just aye. It's just very very funny. So go back and and look at them. Uh, right. We have a team building question. We had one last week and we've got another one this week, which is great. Thank you for. But well, actually, well, the questions 
that I've got today are ones that we couldn't get to last time. We had so many last time, so I didn't put out for any more questions because I wanted the people who had put them in last time to get theirs answered. So, um, But there was a team-building question uh, last week, um, and there was one of similar ilk, uh, and it was basically if you had to pick a Celtic eleven assembled from, and it's different, it's Martin O'Neill's treble side. Last week uh, we did uh, Brendan Rodgers' invincible side, but this week we've got Martin O'Neill's treble side, so that's a 2000-2001 slash side. Uh, so if you had to pick a Celtic eleven assembled from Martin O'Neill's treble side and the current side, what would your team be? Uh, I have to pick. I have to pick you both up on last week because uh, it was noted <laughs> that you both picked Christopher Iyer and he in fact played one game. <laughs> I I explicitly said that during the podcast. Well, you still picked him in that game. It was brilliant, <laughs> and we also said that. So covered. Covered. Right, okay. You're not picking anybody up. The viewers need to stop being so pedantic. Stop like, calling them viewers, <laughs> Brian. Stop being so pedantic, Chris. <laughs> stop being a wee idiot, bud. Um Okay, let's go with the uh, goalkeeper. So, from a goalkeeping <laughs> perspective, um, Jesus, you've got Stuart Kerr, <laughs> you've got Dimitri Karin, you've got Johnny Gould, you've got uh, you get Rab Douglas. And you've got the keepers we've got now, Brian. Who would your not? Who would your goalkeeper be? It was actually a tricky one because I like big Rab. Um, I like Rab as well, the, but yeah. despite the grief he gets. Um, but I went for Joe Hart. Joe Hart. That's uh, Brian's guy. Joe Hart. There, Bowd. What did you have? Did Say, did Joe Hart with Rab Douglas as backup. <laughs> no, we didn't ask for a backup. So, yeah, but so, I'm giving you. No, can can you? I don't want there to be a backup, so can you take that back? We're not doing subs. I spent a lot of time in this. Aye, sorry. Yeah, there will be subs. That was a joke. So, uh, Oh, you didn't ask for subs, so you're not getting any subs. <laughs> Except one. I'll give you one sub. <laughs> Which is Rob Douglas. Douglas. Uh, okay, so Brian, what, is it? what um, formation are you playing? Because obviously Martin O'Neill played three and four, and Ange plays four. What's your thoughts? I went three, five, two. Oh, three at the back. Bowd, what about you? I, I did both. Um, all the- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I chose two teams uh, But uh, I four Let's say four You chose two teams Yeah well I just thought Is it going to be 3-5-2 or 4 three, 3 So I just looked at it And thought who would I choose In those situations Well that's interesting How similar are they? Very similar But obviously There's an extra centre back in there So it does change things he's, up a wee bit but- All he's done is move Jackie McNamara <laughs> Back to right back <laughs> Uh, Brian, um, who's your back three? Uh, Carter Vickers, Mialbe, and Bohan. Oh, CCV, Mialbe, and Valhalbots. Interesting. Uh, what would you know, Alan Stubbs? No, no. See, I, I was thinking about Stubbs, but I, I think just uh, that's solid. That's an absolutely solid three. Man's um, getting through there. There's no Bobo. I was, gonna, I, know. I was having a quick. He was the first one I put down, and then realised we never signed him for the following season. You do have a Raphael Shite Bowdy, and you do have a, a, yep. Ra- a Ramon Vaga. So yes, you, lots of options. Um, Jens as well. You're not mentioning. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? No, for, when I chose three, I chose the exact same three, and when I chose two centre backs, I just dropped CCV. Why would no one choose Starfield? 
like Starfield, but just the um, when you've already, you know, you've already got a good sides, Yeah. Well, you've got you're just you've got that solid big hard main back three. Why not just keep it going with CCV? Hey, do you know what? I'm not going to argue because you've made a compelling argument, Chris. So very good stuff, uh, Brian. Uh, five in midfield, or is it a three-four-three? Three? What's your thoughts? Well, I've went for a five. Um, but can I obviously can I two wing backs, two kind of two sitters, and then just one doing what he wants. So it's the five is Agat, McGregor, Lambert, Thompson and Lubo. Agat Mc- McGregor. McGregor. Okay, so McGregor so Agat's your right wing back. Yeah. Uh, McGregor and who in midfield? Lambert. Lambo. Uh Alan Thompson over the other side. And then Lubo. Okay. So Lubo has a free roll, I'd imagine, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Agat, Thompson, Wade, Lambert, McGregor, Lubo. Hey, it's a work of art. Bowed yourself. By the way, there's no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers out, everyone. Just have a bit of fun. Except the one bowed a bit here. <laughs> Except. <laughs> well, it's pretty much exactly the same. It's Lambert, McGregor, Lubo. Although Pet- Petrov and Hatati, I really would have liked to have got in there. But um, Agat on the right, I decided because he's just made. He's made for that formation. The, the pace is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I, I went Taylor when I went 3 5 to As a wing back? I know. I, I know. Crazy. But uh, I think he can help you there. You've got, I mean, you're going to have McGregor Lubo doing stuff. Taylor can slot back into that midfield quite easily. Aye. I'm happy with that. He's got the pace, he's got the attacking prowess when he wants those crosses. Come on. Those crosses. Over Thompson, though. He's, not got, he's not really got a goal in him. He scored a couple, but. I mean, the thing about Taylor, sorry, the thing about Thompson at wing back was that our weakness was getting caught in behind that with that kind of left wing back position. But it was probably worth it. It was probably a risk that, you know, well, it was a risk that we took. So, interesting. Um, who's partnering Larson? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just went Larson and Sutton. That's still, that's that's predominantly why I went three five two because nothing's nothing's moving those two. Uh, yourself, Bod. I, I basically got two players there for me to choose during the pod, so I'm going to go Kyogo because that's that's some fantasy stuff happening there. We've seen Sutton and Larson. Is it the greatest striking <laughs> partnership of all time? Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's make a let's, better let's one. Change it. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, so, uh, so from that, from the eleven, Brian, you've got um, one, two, three. You've got three from the the current team, and Bowd, you've uh, got yeah. you've got five. Hart, CZV, Taylor, Kyogo, and McGregor. Um, interesting. I would have just picked the old team to be honest with you. The, because <laughs> it absolutely smashed this team. Um, no, I mean, <coughs> yeah. What was your what was your four three three about? Um, I so initially it was McNamara right back, but then I changed because I was like, really, probably is Juranovic, probably is a better player overall. Um, a juice, big juicy, <laughs> uh, Mialbe Taylor, um, 
same midfield, Lambert, McGregor, Lubo, uh, Jota on the left, Larson obviously up front, and then right was where I really struggled, because obviously I got um, from the current team, Abada. Oh, come on. I don't think he should be there, but when you're looking at actually people who should play on the right, because then your other options are like Maeda, Aksabanovic, who are probably better suited on the left. Um, so I so I think ultimately I probably would have landed on Maeda just to annoy people who hate him. <laughs> no Vidar Rysef, no? Nah. Uh, here's the Celtic squad that won the treble. <clears throat> Jonathan Gould, Thomas Boyd, Stefan Mahi, Jackie McNamara, Husval Haran, Alan Stubbs, Henrik Larsson, Alan Thompson, Chris Sutton, Ayo Berkovic, Tommy Johnson. Tommy Johnson played 25 times in that season. That's, I, he scored the winner. Was that the Sabinian game? He scored the winner. He scored the winner. Last game of the season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, won the league. I mean, to say he scored the winner, I've never seen a worse miscontrolled ball in my entire <laughs> life. Horrendous. I just let the ball go across me like, no, you didn't. You fucking miscontrolled it. Uh, Paul Lambert, Bobby Petter. Bobby Petter played 31 games. Uh, yeah. uh, Olivier Tebier, he played seven. Uh, Agat, Lennon, Petrov. Douglas, Stuart Kerr played one, Dimitri Karim played one, Colin Healy played 21 games in the season we won the treble. That's quite a lot. Uh, Lubo played 40, Mark Burchill played played four, scored four, and his daughter scored at the weekend for Celtic FC women, Tidy Burchill. Uh, I bumped into Mark, this is going to sound dodgy, I bumped into Mark Burchill in the toilets, and he was very, very pleasant. Especially when you say on so you're both <laughs> both sitting on the oh, toilet or I bumped into I bumped into him. Did you literally bump into him? While ah, fuck being here. No. <laughs> being here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I'm being I'm here. My shoes. Um hey, Mark Burchill four and four. Sean Maloney, of course. Uh Vidar Rice. Didn't play that many. He played five. Scored five. That many. He, he he made his debut at Ibrooks. When we scudded them. Beautiful. Uh, Raphael Scheidt, uh, two games, no goals. Simon Should Lynch. Should have got more games. Should have got more games. Simon Lynch, who, <coughs> I don't know if you know, <coughs> you know that song, Coming Home, Rolling Down the London Road. Mm-hmm. Simon Lynch wrote that. Did he? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> well, I like that. Instantly, instantly, uh, instantly, like what? Yeah. Uh, no, no. He definitely wrote. He wrote one of them. You know, one of those. No, I think it is. Mad because, like, a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into Simon Lynch in the toilets, and he never mentioned it at all. Fuck up. Fuck up. Uh, Stephen Craney, Liam Miller, Jamie Smith, Barry Jungle. <clears throat> so Simon Lynch definitely wrote one of those songs, like you know the songs that play at Celtic Park. Um, I think it's that. That's, Any name is that the melee? So I don't think it's a song. I think he actually wrote that. This is a police special. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually his voice that does that. that thing. That's actually Simon Lynch. So he didn't. He didn't actually say this is a police message. He used to go. He no, used, no, he wrote it. Uh, yeah, spent spent quite well on it actually. It's Heroes Jonesy from the Police Academy movie. So he's always trying and. <laughs> oh. uh, Okay, so he he wrote the song. Okay, here we go. We're getting there. We're getting there. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Post-Celtic. Uh, 
He wrote the song, There's Only One Simon Lynch. <laughs> it didn't take off. Uh, aye, okay. Former Celtic, former Hoop star Simon Lynch set to launch pop career at Celtic Park. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, niche market, market he's targeting to launch a pop career. Well, when you look at the song, I think he's playing to the audience, to be honest. <laughs> um, uh, 29. We'll perform a single, Sounds of Paradise. Sounds of Paradise. Which... <laughs> it's that, that popular pre-game song at Celtic Park. Right, let's hold up. Let's get Sounds of Paradise up. Come on. Sounds of Paradise. The really famous Celtic song. But you start you know Sounds of Paradise. Come on. I'll uh, I'll start with the drums. Okay, <laughs> go on. Brian, come on. Sounds of this Paradise. This is a police message. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I can't I can't get it. I can't find it. When right. you hear this sound. <laughs> It's quite catchy, actually. It's not I might go on the, on the old iTunes. Happy hardcore remix in the go. Can you imagine getting drunk and just um, listening to this is a police message over and over again? Okay, we've got some. Everybody quite- does that at parties. Here, here, right here, my song. <laughs> it's just. This is a police message. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Right. Ah, uh, Simon. We've got some. Uh, we've got some. We've got uh, quick fire questions. We've got a quiz and we've got who said it coming up. Um, so we'll start with some of these questions are a bit wild, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'll start with an easy one. Um, if Kenny Miller and Andy Hall- <laughs> this this is from Brian. If Kenny Miller and Andy Halliday were both drowning and you had to save one, you had to save one, who would it be? Brian. I would save Kenny Miller. <laughs> Bra- yeah, I, I th- see, when I read this question, I instantly said, yeah, I, I, I thought, you know when you read something, you're like, well, I instantly know that question, but instant, it just pulled left and right bow to, would you save? Yeah, Kenny Miller, I think, makes sense. He's older, so he's got less years to live anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're playing the, you're playing the long game, Kenny Miller. Yeah, I think so because Andy Andy Halliday is just ugh. excellent. Uh, okay. No more holidays for Andy Halliday because he's drowned, <laughs> saved. Uh, Brian, Two people were there. They both saved Kenny Miller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian. If you could only have one soup for the rest of your life, what soup would it be? This is from Paddy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm partial to a lentil soup. For the rest um, of your life, though? It's for the rest of your life? Aye, I would it's probably it. go with <laughs> Lentil? There's no, there's, well, I mean, there's not a huge selection of soups kicking about, is there? Uh, soup well, although I'd much that you could... Pretty much liquidise anything then. Yeah, soup technology. Bur- burger, burger soup. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, Bowd, what soup would you have? Would it be some some delicious vegan soup? Uh, yeah, a veganised minestrone. A minestrone. A minestrone. Okay, minestrone for Bowd. Vegan. Is, is minestrone no already vegan? Apart from the whole egg and the pasta thing. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> some some yeah. people use cheese as well, I believe. Uh, see in the and north soup. and soup, he gads man. <laughs> Minestrone for bod and uh, Brian. Just uh, just your just your bog standard lentil. Yeah, just have bog a... standard with some crusty bread with some butter on it. Great stuff. Nice. What about you, girl? 
You're a bit of a soup connoisseur. Listen, soup technology has the game's been raised for a number of years. I would probably go carrot and coriander. Oh, that's the very nice coriander. Oh, coriander's a weird herb. It's uh, it's bizarre. It tastes (laughs) not right. Is it weird? Here's a weird question from Alex. No no offense, Alex, but it's not a bad question. It's just a bit, it's just a bit odd. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers or Starfield, who wins in a chili cook off? So I Carter Vickers, because he's got that sort of American heritage, and you can imagine he's he's partial to a jelly cook-off. But Starfelt's maybe a I don't know. The Swedes love big, big in Sweden. The Swedes love chili because it's it heats you up in the winter. So mm-hmm. so Bow two wins a chili cook-off. CCVR. Yeah, probably Starfield's probably got a weird and I may taste it because he's put some like twelve month old herring in it or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> So prejudiced against them um, Scandinavians, it's a disgrace. Um, I can be though. So. What do you think Starfelt's favourite soup is? Um, herring bone. No, that's a floor, isn't it? Can you blend a floor and make it a soup? Well, I don't see why not. You can blend anything. <laughs> Blind anything. I know you were gonna say that. Uh Stephen asks, Armstrong soup, you know, just whatever you want to blend, you blend it. Uh so you both say CCV? Uh, no, although I like I like Brian's logic. Uh, but no, I'm gonna start out. I think he's I think he's got a little bit of colouring colouring flair to him. Um Paul asks, if you had to have Brendan Rodgers or Neil Lennon return to manage Celtic in the future, who would you choose, Brian? Brendan Rodgers. That's like pretty straightforward. Bowed? Yeah, yeah, the rat's going to be better than the arse, So, Do you still hate uh, Neil Lennon? Bowed? Yes. Yes, I do. Brian, have you forgiven him in any way? I don't know. Well... Sorry, yeah, but when I was looking through this, I was like, Neil Lennon was quite a good midfielder. But the fact is, nowhere near the... There's so many above him in that squad anyway, so it's, it's all good. Yeah, Under, under O'Neill, he was <laughs> tremendous, but the reason he's not in my team is because he just turned out to be an ass. Hey, if you want a pass to the left or a pass to the right or a pass back, Neil Lennon's your man, absolutely no doubt about it. Simon Lynch can make a rhyme out of that and sell it. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Let's see. Uh, here's an interesting one from Claire, not uh, Claire Wilde, uh, a, a subscriber called Claire. If Celtic had to change from the hoops, so the strip, right? If they had to take the hoops away and have another sort of kind of um, design, design, design uh, it would still be green and white. What sort of design would you choose for Celtic? So... Bristol Rovers have got like the blue, white, blue, white. So it's like four squares. You could have that. You could have stripes. You could have just green with white arms or white with green arms. Brian, what are you thinking? That's a bit of a tricky one. I would go uh, I'd rip off Croatia. Green oh. and white checks. Oh, I don't mind that at all. That's not bad. Yeah. Bow yourself. Good question. Um, I do like Croatia. Maybe rip off that iconic 
uh, Germany top that's white, and then it's got the, the, oh. the kind of three bars across to make that a tricolor. Oh. I don't know what color you would make the rest of it. Oh my goodness! So, so the one from the nineteen ninety World Cup. Yes. Oh my goodness! Oh, what a shout that is! That is tremendous. Let me just see if there's other ones. Uh, we do have a lot. Which five Celtic players, living or dead, would you want at your a dinner party? So we've kind of covered this a, a couple of times, but this is quick fire. So, top of your head, Celtic players, um, <coughs> living or dead, Brian, go. Uh, CCV and Starfelt because they are <laughs> cooking up a storm in the kitchen. Um, don't really need to do much. Simon Lynch um, for the music, of course. Simon Lynch, yes, for some background music. He's sitting in the corner with an acoustic guitar. Um, who else? Mark Burchill to tell us about his four goals in these uh, Martin Neal's first season. Of course. And um, Raphael Shade, just because. Fair enough. Bout, who have you got? Uh, Bertie, obviously. Because uh, uh, Paul McStay, um, because he's the greatest living uh, Celt. I was going to say Celt, and I was like, oh, that's probably quite disrespectful to uh, quite a few people that are still alive, but uh, he's my hero. Um, I don't really want after that. <laughs> just you, Paul McStay, <laughs> and Betty Hill just having a chat, to be honest. That sounds Betty great. Betty yeah. telling stories, me saying, oh, Paul McStay, I love you. <laughs> Uh, I would have Paul McStay and uh, I'd have Paul McStay as well and then I'd also have Carol Starfelt and Billy McNeil and Tosh McKinley and Pierre Van Hoydonk and Tommy Burns Six (laughs) I know (laughs) I just keep going and I also had have um, now that great question really good question Uh, you've got one of those tables that pull out so it makes it a bigger table and you can invite more people it's an extended I don't, I don't have that kind of table that's why I've only got five uh, I do we, I, weirdly we do have an extender so there you go um, <laughs> Brian this is this seems like a question for you because you're an American football guy hot dog or burger at the football hot dog or burger if you had the chance a pie well, the question that's is, it the question is hot dog or don't care rubbish question it, it says football it could be American football Oh, it was American football, that's different then, so yeah. What so the last American football game I had, that I was at, which was down at Wembley, I had a loaded hot dog, so I would go with a hot dog. What, what was on the hot dog? Loaded, loaded stuff. Um, you have to be so difficult uh, all the time, or can you just no, maybe... No, I, I don't remember, it was like a big hot dog with like, I think there was cheese and some kind of meat, chilli type thing on it, it was really good. It was like 17 quid at Wembley, but apart from that, it was really good. But would eat vegan hot dog or a vegan burger? Have you tried the... Is there a difference? Do not just taste like dust? No, vegan, the hot dogs taste like hot dog meat, which is kind of... I I mean, I like a wee hot dog for a change, but it's no... There's no no competition between it and a burger. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Brian, let's go to who said it. Let's... uh, And then we'll finish on the quiz. Yeah. Right, so... I'm going Australian. So who said it? Ange Postacoglu or Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. I'm, uh, I'm in. So, um, I'm not going to do the accent, so just imagine the accent in your head, okay? First one, I haven't come from outer space, mate. Mate is at the end of all of these, so I might add that and I might not, so just imagine that. I haven't come from outer space. Is that Ange or 
How are we doing this? Are we writing it down and then doing it at the end? Or are you taking answers uh, now? No, no, I'll just I'll come to a gal first. Uh, I mean, from a from a fisher of water story like Crocodile Dundee, it's very plausible that Mick Dundee could be walking around downtown Manhattan and someone could point at him and say, look at this guy, he's crazy. And he said, he could say, I'm from Australia, I'm not from outer space, mate. And I stab him! And it's big knife. But I think it was Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, I think it's Ange. I think it's when someone asked him if he knew about hearts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's it. Yep, it was. Absolutely, it was Ange. Well done. Uh, next one. That's not a knife. <laughs> now, yeah, this seems easy, but I, I believe Brian was in charge of the press gang recently and actually sent somebody in. Just for this, just <laughs> just for the midweek bounce. Can you tell me, Angus, <laughs> holding up a spoon, is this a knife? <laughs> uh, that, that that's what that is. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, but that, that's, uh, that's prominent Australian Mick Dundee. Funnily enough, on Angie's first day at Lennox Town, he was in the cafeteria and asked to cut something up and girl gave him a spoon and he said, that's not a knife. So. See, the, the issue with that one is, like, if you say Ange said it, it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough, but Crocodile Dundee definitely said it as well, so they yeah, both have said it. So, yeah, so you're both right on that. Um, <clears throat> Brian, you're in charge. You give the points out. Fuck off, dude. If you're a strict vegetarian, you don't drop into Maccas just because you're hungry, mate. Is this me? I'll go to Bowd first. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Ange talking about changing up styles or whatever. I think it's Ange. I think it's Ange as well. I don't think vegetarianism was a big thing in Hollywood in the eighties. Remember though, I think we got up to Crocodile Dundee four. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> there was one last year, uh, not last year, that like just before. I think Paul Hogan's Paul Hogan dead. I think he might be. Mm, don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I didn't really research that, uh, that much. So there was definitely a new one. I don't know if it came out or if it's due to come out, but there was definitely a. There was a new one fairly recently. Project. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was Ange. So, uh, let me see. If you end up in arguments with ignorant people, you eventually become one of them. Gal. That sounds like a Mick, D- Mick Dundee um, quote, to be honest with you. Uh, what are you going for? Uh, no, I think that's Ange arguing with the fan, fan media um, at Parkhead. No, I think that's Mick Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> It was Ange. <laughs> oh, is it actually? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know in what context because I was just looking at quotes, but yeah, that's what he said. Sweet. Um, By the way, Paul Hogan's alive. I don't know, a bit of slander for me there. He's he's, he's alive and well. He's 83 years old. <laughs> he's living his life at Parmata, New South Wales in Australia, and he's having a, I'm sure he's having a lovely time, although he has been. He's surrounded, surrounded by knives, just, he, he, he just was, as a setup. He did that thing where, you know, you get married, to someone and then you divorce them and then you get married again but he got married to just this is uh, paul hogan chat um he got married to nolene edwards in ni- 1958 divorced her in 1981 but then married her again in 1982 there you go wow paul hogan chat 
<laughs> Can he beat it? Uh, I'm not an accountant, mate. That was sorry, I'm up. That was probably like I'm a Hollywood superstar now. Boom, 1981, <laughs> 1982. Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Parachuting back into reality. That's it. Uh, what's the question? Uh, I'm not an accountant, mate. Bowed. Um, that was uh, James Bones McCoy. <laughs> Star Trek Joel. My doctor, not an accountant, mate. Uh, I am gonna say Ange. I mean it could be it could be a line from a it could be a schlocky line from an eighties movie, but it could also be Ange telling you that he just he names names for transfers, he doesn't get into the nitty gray. I but uh, can I ask a question, Brian? Are these all Ange? <laughs> <laughs> no, you've had that's not a knife. That was Mike Dundee. <laughs> that. Like the quotes were so outrageous that you're just like, ah, they're gonna know. Um I, I think I think that's Ange Postacoglu as well. It is Ange Postacoglu. Um arguing over who owns them is like two fleas arguing over who owns the dog they live on. Bowed. That's a great line. Um Paul Hogan, the, the Mick Dundee, Mick the Dick, uh, Dunnels, the Dunmeister. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. I think it's uh, Dundee United. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well done. You're both doing pretty well. You're getting all these right. Um, it's pretty strong language, mate. I don't know what your version of catastrophic is, but it certainly doesn't fit my definition of what happened. That's not a knife. You have to point, you have to say who you're asking, Brian. You're not very good at this. No, gal. Uh, that's when Celtic get knocked out of the Champions League, I think, so that's Ange Postacoglu. Bowed. Mm, no, no, I won't choose to just get this wrong. <laughs> I, it's Ange Postacoglu. This is very much one where you're, if you choose, you know, it's kind of hard to get it wrong unless you specifically choose to get it wrong. Aye, that was Ange. Um, we have got to build our house and make it nice and beautiful and see how it stacks up against the rest of the neighbourhood, mate. Bowed. That's not bad. I mean, that, that's not bad. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that as a Ange talking about we're not, gonna, we're, we're not concerned with the rest of the teams. We just, we'll, we'll build our, our squad. Um, but... <laughs> But <laughs> Mick and Linda moving back to like yeah, a Boone Ludo or something. Build up their house and compare it to the neighbours. Why the hell not? No, I'm I'm gonna go uh Angela Flange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean that's it's pretty standard Hollywood dialogue. It's uh, Mick Dundee. It's Ange. <gasps> Is it? Yeah, just, you yep. falling on your oversized knife. <laughs> uh, right, there's two to go. Okay. Um, bit of a lunatic asylum, if you ask me, but that's what I like about it because I fit right in. Gal, I'm compl- I'm completely lost now. I'm like, holy shit, that could be from the film, or it could be Ange talking about, you know, being the Australia manager or come come to Glasgow. Um, I'm gonna go Mick Dundee again though. Howd, what are you going for? Uh, why not? Why not go Mick Dundee? <laughs> yeah, you bastard! You've got that. You're just a cute, you've got you've got the ball in the see co- this victory out. You've got the ball in the corner and you're just blocking everybody off. You're Dumbelli in it, Ibrooks. 
That was uh, Mick Dundee. Yep. Uh, right, last one. Um, of course, it took me a week to get this far. I thought I was a goner. I said to myself, find yourself a nice, comfortable spot and lay down and die. Bowed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not sure it's either of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> You've got your Wikipedia yeah, quotes mixed up. Um, yeah, Ange just not, not a fan of Glasgow on his first arrival. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's the uh, guy. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> say it's who? Big alligator Dundee. Big Al. Uh, yeah, I'll say it's Crocodile Dundee as well. It was Crocodile Dundee. Well done. So I bowed wins at nine eight. Congrats. That, that was interesting. Thank, well done, thank, Thanks for the win there before the, the quiz. No bother. Uh, we're going to finish. We're just going to We're just going to. We're going to finish up with. It's a quiz on Syria in the nineties. I'll just. I didn't realise it was the long version. There is twelve seconds left. Let's just. Let's have it. Can I just say, Mark Field put me onto a website called Footy Devotion. He did, he did a lot with, of, yeah, he did with me as well. It was, it's I, and I've bought so many sweatshirts and t-shirts off it, and a lot of it is, uh, yeah, football Italian. Um, yeah, and actually, with the the words to the, you know what? Uh, Bowd, you should check that out. I think you would dig it as well. Footy, uh, footy devotion is very good. Okay, we've got 10 questions. Uh, I'm going to rock through them. What I'll do is instead of asking you both of them, I'll just ask you one each. So you'll have five questions each, right? Some of them are harder than the others, but we'll, what we'll do is... That's the nature of a quiz. That's the nature of a quiz. Okay, so uh, uh, one sec. Let me see. Can I get, can I get the easy ones? Uh, there is no easy ones though. That's the thing. Uh, is anyone get a? Is it? Uh, do you know? I'll do it with a coin on the old. Right, I've got a coin app on my phone. Right, which I downloaded the other day because we had to. Brian, heads or tails? Heads. Okay. It's heads. Don't don't need to pick. Yeah, it's heads. It's heads. Although it's just, I get you're just showing us a phone that says the word heads on it. That's not even no, a coin. Oh, okay. Okay. It took. Pick a few, a weighted coin. It's a, it's a, you, you just touched that and it changed to the next one. It didn't spin. It does. It does. It does actually spin. Let me sh- let me show you. Right. Okay. It's hard to show you. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. You're just pushing it and it's changing to the next like, one. That's okay. like the world. I mean, it's a fifty-fifty odds. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I was doing it. I was doing it. I was doing it fast a minute ago. Okay. Uh, okay. Why Bri- did you download that? What was the purpose of that? Okay. So, Brian, you get the first question, and the first question is: So, Bowd, do I not get to choose who gets the first question? No, you get the first question. <sighs> not okay. so heads now, eh? Yeah. So, question number one: Which three Italian teams did David Platt play for in the nineteen nineties? Oh my god. Sampdoria. Correct. Brescia. Incorrect. Uh, It was Sampdoria, Juventus and Barry. Barry. You'll be on the beat, damn it. Okay, so that's uh, Brian uh, and Bowd. 
Right, Boud, your question. Which African striker joined AC Milan from PSG in 1995? Where? George Weir. Correct. Boudatron. Boom. Okay, Brian. This one. Now, eight players finished as season top goal scorer in Serie A in the 90s. I want There's eight of them. I want you to name four. If you can name four, you'll get the point. Signori. Signori's one. They're all, I mean, you should, they're, they're pretty famous if you can. Signori's one. Uh, let's see. Christian Vieri. Christian Vieri isn't one, but I'll give you one life, so that's your life out of the way. So you have to get them right from this point. So you've got Giuseppe Signori, correct? George Weir. No, George Weir's not correct either. What? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Filippo Inzaghi Gabri- So, like Dow gets the question Name an African player That signed for AC Milan Like There's only one really And I have to Name every top goal scorer In Serie A ever No You had to just name four If you couldn't have got Gabriel Batistuta Marco Van Basten Oliver Bierhoff Gianluca Vialli Filippo Inzaghi Do you know what I mean? Like Igor Proti Marcio Armiruso it's your own fault, Brian. Okay, Bowdy. That's my own fault. Uh, which two clubs did Roberto... Name, name an Italian team from Turin. Torino. No, uh, Bowdy. Which two clubs uh, did Roberto Mancini play for in Serie A in the 90s? And he's, um, got, he's got a tattoo of one of them on his ankle. Who did you say, sorry? Roberto Mancini. Was it Lazio? Correct. And... Um, Fuck, fuck. I know this. You do know it. Uh, Mancini. Lazio. Um, he also played for Leicester, if you can believe it. Well, Palermo? It wasn't. No, you've missed out his hometown club where he's got the tattoo. Sampdoria, of course. Sampdoria. Sampdoria. That was, that was a go-to. See, I I know. Know. Okay, Brian, you should get this one. You should get this one. Here we go. Who managed Juventus in the 1990s and would later to go on or would later go on to manage in the Premier League? Come on. Ranieri? Carlo Ancelotti. Was he at Juventus in the nineties? He was, yeah. See, I was going to say Marcello Lippi, but he almost never. I'm hopeless for Italian football. <laughs> Tons of yeah. Uh, Bowdy, name the three Robertos who were in Italy's nineteen ninety four World Cup squad. The three Robertos. Hey, Baggio. Baggio, no problem. Uh, Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can get one more guess. Uh, Roberto, Roberto. <laughs> Just it keeps in Roberto. That'll be enough, probably. Roberto. I'm trying to start an association in my head. Roberto. Rigatoni. <laughs> Roberto Rigatoni is. He's not a player. Uh, do you give on? Uh, one of them played for eight. Famously played for AC Milan. You're not going to get the third one. <laughs> All right. Oh, fuck it. Uh, Roberto Donadoni and Roberto, Donadoni, that's yeah, and Roberto Musi. Who I think was it Parma. Mm. 
think. I haven't got Musi. I, I, I don't, don't know, I should have got. To be honest, I wouldn't have got Musi either. Um, Italy had four managers <clears throat> in the 1990s. Brian, name two of them. Italy, the country? Italy, the country, had four managers in the 90s. Oh, name uh, two of them. Two God. of them. Come on, you must get the one from... Prandelli? Who? Is it Caesar Prandelli? No. Was that the 90s? No. That wasn't the 90s. We'll give you... I'll give you Jesus Christ. I'll give you another guess. I'll give you... That's your life, I guess. Who was the manager during the 94 World Cup? You... That's what I'm trying to think. Um, Sad. Arrigo Saki. Arrigo Saki, correct. And you just need one more. Uh, I'm not sure No, uh, it was Asgilerio uh, Vicini, uh, Cesare Maldini. Maldini? And, God. and Dino Zoff as well, of course, famously. Uh, Dino Zoff. Bowdy, name. There's only, uh, you've got Bowd, you've got one question. No, Bowd, you've got two. Brian, you've got one. Um, Bowd, name the four clubs that Roberto Baggio played for in the 90s. The four clubs in the 90s. Uh, AC Milan. Correct. Inter Milan. Correct. Brescia. And correct. You get one. Oh. You get, that's No, no, you get, that's your life. Everyone gets one life. So you've got one to get two more. So, um, they were right. Uh, Real Madrid. <laughs> of course, it's uh, famously Real Madrid. Um, Juventus. Correct. And he feels himself about a bit, doesn't he? He does, I, yeah. Um, big fucking Bolognese, Bologna. Bologna! Woo! Well done, Bowdy. Superb, Bowdy, amazing. Well done, great stuff. Um, Juventus from 90 to 95, AC Milan from 95 to 97, Bologna from 97 to 98, and Inter Milan from 98 to 2000. Um, Brian... Juventus reached three successive Champions League finals, but only won once in the 90s. Who did they beat? Marseille. It's not, it's not, it's not Marseille, but I know. Ajax, they beat Ajax in the 96 final. Uh, and then they lost to Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund, the only team to lose three, six, two successive finals in a row, uh, before Valencia, of course. Um, Bowd, this is, you know, this is the last one you've already won, but when Ronaldo made his debut for Inter in 1997, which fellow debutant ended up grabbing the limelight with two goals? Diego Simeone, Yuri Jorkaev, Alvaro Rakoba, or Ivan Zamorano? Simeone? It was Rakoba. Believe it. Uh, but great I was going to say I thought that was in the documentary that we that's watched, exactly but... what I was thinking as well yeah also uh, yeah <clears throat> D- Diego Simeone was a, a defensive midfielder about AF yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why he stole the limelight by scoring two goals in his debut yeah it was, Al- yeah. It was Alvaro Ricoba Brian wasn't it because that's the, the right answer uh, I guess. think you're wrong then I think Bow's right hey take, take it up with um, the internet Simon, <laughs> Simon Lynch <laughs> uh, this has been the midweek bounce one night only Thank you for indeed listening. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of years, probably. But Christopher Bowd, you've dominated life. You've you've won everything that you've entered today. You're like the 1967 Lisbon Lions. It's unbelievable. Thanks for getting involved. Thanks for having me. The, the Bowd bags don't lose. That's the that's the lesson here. Um, hail hail, and uh, it's been it's been great seeing you. Lovely, y'all, uh, y'all. Uh, the unit himself, uh, B Dog, Brian. Uh, commiserations, but 
you, you put on a hell of a who, da, who said it. So, great stuff. It's the taking part that counts, and I've loved every minute of it. He's Chris Bowd, he's Brian McManus, I'm Chris Gallagher, and this has been the Midweek Bounce.